welcome to episode 61 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today is my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What up, peoples? And we have brought back our queen of anime and a whole lot of other stuff, Megan Peters. But today we brought you back to reign once again over anime. Oh yeah, I'm here. I'm all here right. with Goku and All Might. It's yeah, great. we got our Super Saiyan 4 Goku, All Might, and a snowman, <laughs> Olaf, provided by Matt for some reason. Yeah. But uh, if you're not watching this on video, yeah, we have some pretty cool figurines that we're proud of to celebrate anime today, because we are going to be doing a whole fall anime preview. Megan's going to break down where we're at in terms of new series that are coming, old series that are ending, what you should be checking out, and why you need to get on this anime wave. We are also going to be talking about new updates for some DC and Marvel projects that we're excited about. We will also be breaking down that Joker trailer, which has just hit and kind of is uh, setting the internet on fire right now, and some other fun things that we're going to be doing. So be sure to stay tuned, because when we get back for our news flash, we're going to jump into that Joker trailer, some big DC and uh, Marvel TV and movie updates, and you don't want to miss it. All right, so let's talk. Matt. <laughs> Matt has been sitting here uh, in the comicbook.com offices for <laughs> the last few months and has had been forced, I would say, or coerced into the uncomfortable experience of watching me watch the Joker teaser trailer obsessively <laughs> over and, and over again. Over again. Yeah. Every time uh, he turns around, I'm just staring at it, or I just like... Since we sit like right behind each other, I whisper creepy things in your ear from it's time true. to time. This is all very true. So these are insights of what happens here <laughs> um, and what Matt has to endure. Uh, uh. But now we have a full Joker trailer that is out. And um, so far, I mean, that teaser trailer was really well done. So mm -hmm. good. It was so good. Um, I know from many research experiences that it is so very good. Uh, <laughs> Director Todd Phillips is kind of surprising everybody with what he's doing. So now we got the full trailer, and, and that's where things can fall apart sometimes when you when you because a teaser is a concept and it's easy to make real look real cool. Yeah, add some cool music and just pick the best shots, and and you can kind of skate by. Hmm. But once you get into larger plot points, more details of scenes and performances, it, it you know it, it's more telling. Mm -hmm. So we got to see the full Joker trailer, and so far is still all good, man. Like it's still mm -hmm. this looks like a really great. Not just, I, I mean, I don't even want to say comic book movie yeah. because it just looks like a really good movie, period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one that just happens to be about the Joker or the formation of the Joker. Uh, and it's a lot about, what I saw in this trailer is a lot like what we talked about when this movie was first announced and kind of like when we began to see, you know, the first images of Phoenix as a Joker and, and us just having the debate like so many DC fans about whether an, a Joker origin story as a concept is a feasible thing or does that ruin? Is that another like thing they had in the 2000s where people were obsessed with, like, backstorying villains all the time. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, we had to have Hannibal Rising and, like, all this other crap that kind of ruined the mystique of some yeah. of our favorite bad guys. Mm -hmm. So was that where we're going with Joker? But no, this looks like this film is using the character of Joker as a concept and the deeper kind of themes of Joker in telling a story about, you know, society and... You know, this one guy's kind of descent into madness as a metaphor for, you know, society and social unrest and quite possibly a metaphor for where we are in these times now, which is something I said in the very beginning you and mm -hmm. I talked about, mm -hmm. about it would be really cool if Joker was just kind of this manifestation of a lot of the civil unrest that we see in society yeah. today and kind of going over that. Um, and there are a lot of signs, the 80s being one of them. But this looks like 
Todd Phillips is going to thread this needle and really kind of do it well, and that Joaquin Phoenix is going to quite possibly be in Ward's contention for this movie mm. uh, when it comes out. So uh, I'm going to be saying right now publicly, I'm sorry to you, Matt, for the next few months <laughs> of creepy, obsessive <laughs> stuff that's like, going to be going on behind okay, your back. Fair enough. Um, but what do you guys think? Man, I I mean, I love the teaser trailer. Um, I thought it was really clever and well done. And I was very much on board with the idea that you've all presented in your writing and just talking on The Office that the Joker really feels like a manifestation of more theme than it does like character arc or like plot action that you see in the DC universe with the comics. Um, so it never felt like it was going to be an origin story for me, which I love. And this new trailer just doubled down on that in the most uncomfortable way. Like I'm, it made me feel like almost like repulsed. Like I wanted like crawl out of my skin watching that trailer <laughs> which I mean it's probably what the movie's going to yeah. do and the whole time I'm going to be like cringing because I'm going to be so conflicted by you know this mission and the the mythos of what this character is presented with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker um, but I'm also just going to be like enthralled it looks so good I mean if there was ever I mean Black Panther yes has come to the Oscars and the, um, the nominations for that and I mean there's always going to be the inevitable comparison we're going to get about Heath Ledger's Joker and what mm -hmm. he did with that character, um, especially if Joaquin Phoenix does come up for an award. But just looking at this right now, like, it's going to be something special. Like, that's my very firm belief. Uh, I, I, so, okay. I don't want to well, be the I don't want to be the, the negative Nelly. You are no, sitting between it, both of okay. us. By so, now they expect us to keep it 100, possibly so, even 1,000, possibly 3,000 on this show. So you might as well. <laughs> so as you know, I love the first one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I absolutely love that trailer, and I think why this one was a little bit of a was a little underwhelming for me. It was bad at all. I mean, it's still a good trailer. I'm still immensely excited to see this movie, mm -hmm. and there are parts of this trailer I really like, but. This is almost, I'm, it's very rare that I'm the, oh, I don't want to see any of more of it. Like, I'm very much like, give me all the footage you can. I mm -hmm. want all the footage before I go into the movie. It's fine. It doesn't really bother me. I still enjoy movies for what they are. Mm -hmm. This one is almost the opposite for me. Like, seeing some of the things play out with, like, him as a comedian and the, the setup for De Niro's, you know, talk show host and, like, oh, here's the clip that kind of switches him and he's and he's sad and then he starts getting angry and then seeing his mom in the hospital like these are things that I didn't actually need the blanks filled in on it the the part of what worked about the first teaser was that these were mysterious things like when you see him uncomfortably dancing with his mother and stuff you don't know that like literally in the next scene he could kill her or he could do something really bad like you, there was a lot of mystery in that and here some of those points are now broken for me it's like oh okay this makes sense as a I can see how the plot kind of moves forward. And not to say that there's not going to be dark, crazy surprises. I'm just saying that as a trailer, it kind of gave me almost too much. I, I didn't need all the mystery moved. The best part of the trailer to me, though, is absolutely Joaquin. Uh, mm -hmm. Just in his mannerisms and the way he talks, like the way he's talking to the therapist, uh, uh, the way that he's talking to the talk show host and Mark Marin. I think that was, this was the first appearance yeah. in the trailer so far. Mm -hmm. uh, you see him and I'm guessing he's like the Ed McMahon or the agent or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, when he's like, you know, call me, can you call me Joker? Like in that little part, 
I loved. I was like, okay, that that makes me that gives me back some of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just as a as a trailer, I was a little underwhelmed. But I'm still immensely excited for this. It was just I don't necessarily need any more footage. I don't need any more at all. Well, I think what this one did differently, and let's talk about like what the trailer is, is that the first one was kind of like this ironic humor mm-hmm. approach where we're seeing somebody like you said the power of it. You and I, like we discussed is. We saw these scenes that could be mundane or even sweet in mm-hmm. another movie, but you know, because this is the Joker, that it had that mystery and menace. Like yeah. when mm-hmm. he's bathing his mother or dancing with her or just trying to talk to the guy at the office of the hospital, yeah. Brian Tyree Henry. And you can just see these moments where you know a Joker is going to snap and murder this person. And that created this kind of ironic humor dread. And the song Smile, it mm-hmm. was all, mm-hmm. you know, this happy, great song for this very dark material. Um, this one is different. Yeah. This one is is like a powder keg. And the way the music works and the way the kind of footage comes at you is it's in this building and in intensity, right? Like yeah. you start off and it's kind of more extended scenes of him and it kind of sets up, you know, what he kind of goes through and why this dude hates the world and is trying to make people smile or take care of people like his mother yeah. and then just having these, you know, or just trying to find somebody to listen to and sympathize with him and doesn't get that and... I think they did a really good job of showing this kind of building and intensity as the music's like, uh, and then it's just kind of him and seeing the madness and become this bigger thing about Gotham itself erupting Mm -hmm. in people and clown faces, taking on the cops, taking on the rich, you know, just starting to riot and anarchy spreading. And like Mm -hmm. all of that felt like it took it out of being a character study and Mm -hmm. made it into this whole much bigger thematic Mm-hmm. kind of crescendo that this movie is going to be. Yeah. And I think that's, even though it's a little bit more exposure, I think that's more accurate to how this movie is going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I Which think that's sense. what they're trying to can, like to show you. And I think it, in some ways to be the cynic in me, it's like, you know, the first one was very art house. Mm-hmm. This is like the attempt to find the balance between the art house because all the imagery is so yeah. cinematic and gorgeous and every shot in this trailer is really good, like Megan said. Mm-hmm. But this is also the commercial play. Like, mm-hmm. this yeah. movie is going to be, you know, they're trying to say it is art house, but we still want you to remember DC's big movies. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. I just really preferred the art house approach. So did I. I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> I told you, I mean, my caveat, taking it back to the first episode, <laughs> see how far we've come? My caveat is that, you know, I did say when the first one came out that I don't want any other trailers. Like, I yeah, don't think you, you needed yeah. any but anymore. And and I still believe that. I got to mm-hmm. watch this for a job. But if I didn't, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't. I mean, it took me a minute when I came in because I did think about it. But I was like, can't let Comic Book Nation down. I got to be able to talk about <laughs> this stuff. I have to watch this stuff. But, like, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, and so I'll put that out there. If, if you guys are already sold, don't watch this if you haven't already. Just, I mean, it's not a bad trailer. I mean, no, not at all. Let's like it. Uh, more, I mean, Matt's not against it. He's mm-hmm. just and there's great yeah. parts in it. Like there's stuff that got me jazzed. Dude, there's it's just yeah. yeah. There, so far, each of these trailers has managed to give me the chills with like yeah. a specific oh, moment yeah. or line. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah, the first one I think we all agreed was like the thing when he's writing in his notebook about God. being mentally right. ill and everybody expecting you to act that, like you're not I and can't. like all that stuff. And then this one was, which we should all examine why that resonated so well yeah, with all well, of us, yeah. probably. <laughs> but like, it's another podcast. It was so good. And in this one, it's just like, um, I even tweeted it out. It's like the line, like, 
all of my life, I never thought that I even existed, mm-hmm. but I do, and people are starting to notice, and it's perfectly timed with these scenes of mm-hmm. him, like Arthur Fleck, standing on a corner, seeing people start to wear these clown masks yeah. going by in a car, and him just like smiling so happy that this is There's such a great spread. awkward mm-hmm. moment there when yeah. he does the cheer. He's, he's like, like, yeah, yeah, he's all, it's yeah. so lovably awkward, and you're like, I don't, I should, but if that's indicative of what the mm-hmm. rest of the movie is you're going to see little things that make you care about him as a as a person as yeah. a character behind this This film is definitely one out. that I yeah. I firmly believe is going to make us feel sympathetic for him and like mm-hmm. the most uncomfortable of Well, I think it's going to be like the tragedy and I think again this is going to be the brilliance that Todd Phillips has figured out is we're going to be mad at society. We're going to be like, dude, yeah. couldn't this guy have just gotten like a hug, yeah. a sympathetic friend, a good therapist, mm-hmm. like something so that yeah. he didn't turn into a psycho, and like yeah. that'll be the kind of thing. And if they successfully pull that off, that's a powerful thing to make people like leave mm-hmm. the theater and yeah. kind of feel is like, yeah, we don't want jokers. We want like to yeah. take care of people. Like this is crazy. And I think there's going to be a lot of undercurrent of that. So yeah, I'm psyched. This is probably like uh, besides Star mm-hmm. Wars, my most anticipated of the fall slash holiday season. Um, Joker, yeah, coming October 4th. And there are some crazy little Easter eggs that we just wrote up one about a Batman-Superman connection that could actually, and by the time you hear this, I'll have another one up about, that could indicate that this will be, contain a big part of DC mythos in the form of another Batman origin story. Because uh, if you look at the trailer, near the end, and this when it kind of hits high gear and there's a high barrage of scenes being thrown at you, one of them is outside a movie theater where a group of clown, ma- a cop is like walking up to a bunch of people trying to stop it, and it just erupts into a full riot of clowns throwing gas and stuff. And if you look really closely and slow it down right there, the movie that was playing at the theater, and, and movies and references to movies are a big thing in this film, but is uh, 1981's Excalibur, which mm-hmm. is the exact movie that was on the theater marquee outside of uh, um, the theater in Batman and Superman when... Bruce and or uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne are gunned down in the beginning of Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. So there was that connection. And if you look even closer in that same scene, coming out of the theater, they keep it very blurry and very quick. But if you just pause it at the right moment, you can see there's a well-dressed man, woman, and their small kid coming out of the theater mm-hmm. in the midst of this riot of clowns. And it, I spent a lot of time with my crazy <laughs> monocle at it. But it does look like the actors who are playing the young Bruce Wayne and Brian Cullen, who's playing Thomas Wayne in this movie, and it looks like them. And my prediction is this will be a moment in the movie where it will be the Waynes coming out of the theater, and the story will be Joker has pushed things in Gotham to be so crazy, anarchistic, and violent that that's the conditions that got the Waynes killed and inspired Mm -hmm. Batman, and then it will connect him to Batman in this cycle, you know. And, there's, and I'm not the only person with that theory, obviously. The first trailer had him meeting the smile on the little boy's face that he's sitting, yeah. and, it, mm-hmm. and a lot of people picked out from other clues in the trailer that that's probably young Bruce Wayne that he's kind of doing but this that one too. is really, yeah. like, that's a direct. Yeah, that's a very direct. And they try to speed it past you, but, yeah. you know, we slow everything down. Kofi was actually, like, over my shoulder, going, yeah. pause here. Yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers like, yeah. did not expect Kofi Outlaw to be on the case. No. <laughs> I mean, they should by now, but they didn't probably. So, I, I mean, I think that's going to be it. And 
it, it will be about the con- and it will connect and that's and that's kind of interesting because that expands the mythos of the Joker in a powerful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done this. If you're going to cry blasphemy, just remember Batman '89 made Jack Napier the guy who actually blew the Waynes away. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's not like this hasn't ever been attempted before. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the fun thing. Yeah, about this, it's not new. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the fun thing about this that we don't say is like how many different Joker things they seem to be pulling from. Yeah. There's a yeah. little Batman 89. There's probably going to be some Heath Ledger stuff with the anarchy, and there's going to be, you know, Obviously stuff killing Joe. Oh, yeah. And Red Hood in, you know, cur- you know, mask, you know, uh, yeah, the guy in the Red Hood. Yeah, all that stuff. And so, yeah, I'm kind of psyched to see this. So, all right. Oof. The final question we have is, do you guys think this will be successful enough to launch a DC Black label, which will be more kind of R-rated... DC films and darker stuff. Uh, I mean, I feel like it will be <laughs> successful. I'm <laughs> with Blockbuster Studios and what their expectations of successful at the box office are just con- constantly skewed now because of the Avengers and other like massive blockbusters. So like I'm not sure if it'll do like those kind of massive numbers well, obviously. One more caveat. The thing is with this one is it's such a lower production cost. I mean, it's yeah, like in like, the 20s, right? Yeah, yeah it's like it is, it's low. Oh, yeah, it is like so low. If they Todd make Phillips hundreds of millions. Yeah, like, I feel like just disregarding whatever the box office is, because I'm notoriously bad at predicting anything like that. I feel like the content, if what the trailers have shown lives up, and based on what we know of Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips, yeah, it's going to be amazing. It will definitely prove the, like, proof of concept. It's just, I think they need to be very selective with what characters they would move forward yeah, with. Yeah, I mean... Because I don't think every character no. needs that. No, so. but this is... They kind of are attempting the horror movie formula. Yeah, yeah like for sure. Do something that costs 10 to 20 mm-hmm. million, you rake in several hundred million, if not half a billion. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Blumhouse... Know, that's how... Like, yeah. yeah. That's their I mean, that's, model. And yeah. they make a killing because they yeah. do it on... I think it's a no-brainer. I yeah. think this movie makes... You know, if this movie makes Shazam money... Yeah. yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge blockbuster because of how little yeah, it costs margins, to make. Yeah. If it just hits five hundred million, yeah, it doesn't have to hit yeah. game two billion. <laughs> nope. You're talking about a different tier of movie, and yeah. that's the space that R-rated or even just mature movies. I mean, mm-hmm. Black Label in the comics has become like Curse of the White Knight's Black Label, and it's not a Frank Miller throwing out f bombs and just brutally killing people, but it has an up a tiered up level of maturity and mm-hmm. stuff that happens that you won't see in your regular book. So this can be that. It doesn't have to specifically be just like R-rated stuff. It goes, if you're going to push the edges and you have characters that lend themselves to that, mm-hmm. absolutely you do it. I think this will be a, yeah. oh, hey, in two and weeks it, after it'll And it just out. creates a space for DC to do things like this. Like, I don't think people would have erupted so much if it was you know, Batman v Superman DC black label. Yeah. That mm-hmm. side was be it Batman v Superman. The comic black label, everyone actually thought it was a pretty good idea. It was only when, you know, they went, oh, hey, Batman's, uh, people are drawing his, like, anatomy and stuff in there and mm-hmm. the people lost their minds. Had nothing to do with the classification. Like, people yeah. like that it's separate and yeah. it tells you automatically that this is not tied to continuity in any way and you don't have to go in with any previous knowledge. You just go mm-hmm. and see that thing. I think it's smart from that perspective, but also DC has a lot of characters that would lend themselves to that. Not I everybody. Want, I want the Black Label yeah. question movie. Come on. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like that. Wait, Renee or... Uh, I, I like the Renee. first guy, I but do I like, like both. Yeah, I, I like, like both, both, but uh, I would like to see both of them in a movie. I'd be Why, okay why with that. scrimp? 
Um, all right. Well, we've spent a crazy amount of time on that, so let's keep moving because we've got to have some fun stuff. Um, next, we're going to continue with DC by talking about a new movie update, which is that we got word today that IT director Andy Muschietti is going to be making The Flash his next movie project. So yeah, he's getting done yeah. with IT Chapter 2. Then he's going and doing The Flash, which means The Flash is actually happening. It's not still on this indefinite limbo back burner, but it sounds like DC is going to be moving forward with The Flash. Um, we don't know any details besides Christina Hodgson, who wrote uh, Birds of Prey, is doing the script. And so, she's writing everything. Yeah, she's writing yeah, everything. Yeah, she, she, she wrote Bumblebee, stuff, but she yeah. also wrote Birds of Prey and was attached to Batgirl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the question is, like... Which is a lot. Yeah, is The Flash... And that brought up a good question. It's like... Andy Muschietti has said he loves The Flash and he's doing it because of the human story that it tells. And it's like, okay, well, are we still doing Flashpoint? Are we like, how are we doing that? Uh, I would be and surprised. It just seems like Christina Hodgson being on board is either she's like WB's go-to in-house writer now, or there's more connectivity to all of this than like we might be initially aware of, which is why you would put it all in the hands of one writer who knows all the story threads and that's character smart. Yeah, that's true. And stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I don't think we get flashpoint. No, I don't no. think we're before getting I got it. Over. I understood. Now, if you're starting with a new writer, a new director, I don't even know who's attached to this movie other than Ezra. Like is, is Kiersey Clemens still uh, part of this? I, she, was she even like a part of it? She yeah. was kind of at one point. She was yeah. supposed yeah. to be Iris. Like I was, I don't know who. Did, did we even see her at all? No, like she got cut, only right? in the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah only yeah, cut footage from Justice League. Uh, yeah. But they never actually came out and said like, oh, she's not part of this movie anymore. No. Uh, so all like, we know yeah. is Ezra's still on. There. Yeah, Ezra's it. Um, I'm only excited about this because of the director, mm. and I don't still have the faith that we won't. Like, I'm hoping beyond hope that he's the one that sticks. But we've been down this. Yeah, road we before. have. Yeah. We, this is our times. third or fourth? We've run down this, this He's our fourth. fourth. He's our fourth. Yeah. He's, he's four. <laughs> so like Gambit, I will say when it when Whoa. we actually see a title, a logo, yeah. something. Hashtag dead. I will see it. But I'm oh, man, because it, fantastic. Love yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, and we will be talking about that next week uh, yeah. for, oh, yeah. for our review. So, yeah. I'll just say this. I just don't think it'd be fun. I'd be, I would just be kind of mad if they wasted Andy Muschietti on Flashpoint. Like, I love yeah, Flashpoint, it but it does either. not lend it. No. I don't feel like that's a good combination. I'd rather than Flashpoint just... Flashpoint is a movie you work towards. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not a movie you just slap the only reason, together. The only reason I threw that out there is because oh, I get it. it's a safe back way to get yes. themselves out of this entire Absolutely. DCEU mess. I totally It doesn't agree. have to be Flashpoint proper. All you need is a story, really, with, like, Reverse Flash or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I think that's what they'll do. Even yeah. if it's not on that scale, they'll do the Barry reverse flash, can I change things, mm -hmm. save my mom type deal. Yeah. Because that does get you out of this That's true. whole DCEU trap. And Absolutely. that touches on the human story of yeah. like Barry's yeah. grief. And I think yeah. also part of it is just some bias that I am so sick of Flashpoint. In like well, just it gets in everywhere as far as the comics. Like there's still, yeah. the main Batman title is still dealing with stuff well, that happened from yeah, the I mean, button. We can't Flashpoint. let go of Flashpoint. Ugh. It's the new age of Apocalypse. I mean, it's, the new, it's DC's age of Apocalypse. 
clips. Like, mm-hmm. it just Stop keeps it. hanging around. It's been an animated movie. I know. I'm and so it sick was that of it. horrible storyline on the Flash TV uh, show. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's never going If I could be done with Flashpoint and Cosmic Treadmills, I'd be totally happy you'd call me. Um, yeah, so I'm still wondering if they're going to use that device to kind of reset all of this, because Flash would be the movie to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, Very much now so. would explain, hey, Batman's different. Things are different. Like, there's a different DC. <laughs> And now it's official. All right, so moving right along, let's talk about uh, Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, Mm. Anthony Mackie. (laughs) Oh, God, I love Anthony Mackie. Because Mm. Anthony Mackie's a gold mine, man. Yeah, he's just a source of (laughs) quotes all the time. Anthony Mackie doesn't care. He's great, man. Also, he buries Tom Holland at every interview. But now now that's upsetting. Now it's upsetting. Is it? I think it's still funny. I feel like <laughs> I'm curious what his newest comments are going to be because he's just going to be like, oh, he couldn't stick it. He just throws him <laughs> under the buzz and it's so funny to me. Throws him out of the universe now. That's true. Mm, I just love how every reporter is more offended at yeah, those so interviews than Basically, <laughs> Anthony Mackie hinted that he's not going to be Cap fully evolved into this Cap character mm-hmm. throughout the show. But now that's being walked back because Marvel <laughs> Ninja swooped in. Because he says stuff on camera, yeah. Mackie. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I, I mean, this has been a very popular story, but I didn't actually read it. Does anybody, what did he actually say? So he says, and, and they play the clip mm-hmm. in the interview from a previous interview he did with MTV with mm-hmm. the same interviewer. Josh yep. Horowitz. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's there, and he asks him, hey, so, like, he says something along the lines of, like, you know, so we're going to see Cap, Cap or you're going to be Captain America. So how does it, how does it fit? You know, how does it fit? And mm-hmm. he goes, oh, it fits so good. It fits so nice. Like, he essentially says, like, it fits so good. Ruff, like, directly talking about the costume. It is, mm-hmm. There's not really much wiggle room there. He doesn't say, how's the first day on set? How was your fittings? He says, so how's the suit? How does it fit? And he goes, fits so good. Whatever. So then in this one, he walks that back and says, oh, well, you know, the internet took that all out of proportion. I wasn't saying, I was just talking about first day of fitting. And Sebastian's right there with him, by the way, doing the, oh, uh, yeah, man, that was crazy. Like, da 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 Sebastian's day is so bad at this. <laughs> and I'm like, guys. He's so bad. And in the same clip, they play the old one, and it's like, no, dude, you, you tried it on. You totally tried it on. So yeah. props. I, get, I understand why, because I'm sure some PR person came out and was like, uh, hey, don't talk about the Captain America costume. That's a big... That's, that's, a, a big, that's, that's a big one. That's a big thing, man. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah I'll get out of it. But Didn't get it out was of on it. video, dude. <laughs> not, he 900% slipped in that suit. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm ready so, it. it's Marvel's protected secrets we don't need protected, but yeah, he's getting Captain America suit. Yeah. He's gonna rock yeah. it. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh, I'm I, so excited. I don't think you'll now. I don't think you'll see it till later no. in the oh, series. No. We'll see it the finale or second yeah. last episode. Was, I mean, that's the crux of the. I mean, it's a Marvel TV show. You're of course, working like towards it. Episode, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the whole crux of it is, you know, do I want to become Captain America? How do I do that? Who's this U.S. agent dude? Yeah, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. But he totally wore the suit. <laughs> he 900 percent has tried on that suit. He's put on the shield. He's done everything. He's well, done I can all. tell you from experience. Yeah, you catch Mackie at different times. It depends what mind state he's in. Yes. Like what? Like <laughs> what he'll say to you? Because uh, yeah, I'll never forget the Winter Soldier interviews with him and Frank Grillo. Man, those guys were. Oh. Those two were crazy together. 
That was when he would just Mike Anthony Mackie would just go around yelling about Falcon and his gang, the Bird Gang, and then yep. like, he was screaming and doing Falcon cries and dropping everybody's mic. Oh, like, yeah, God. he's a crazy. I, I love it. I, mean, I know. I, I love that. I'm here for it. It's yeah. such a very different he's atmosphere so from what Chris Evans did. <laughs> yeah, he's so refreshing. Just just in the cast, as far as like the way he acts. Every a lot of the other guys are like seasoned PR vets that have been doing this for a while. Mackie just is so fresh. You don't have any idea what he's going to say. He's probably going to set it out. He's not Tom Holland's spoiler no. guy. No, no. But he will put out a couple little things. But he's, yeah. Mackie will wait. just troll you just to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's definitely true. Yeah, so, yeah. That guy's going to be Captain America. I'm psyched. I'm so, oh, I'm so psyched. I'm, I'm so psyched. ready. So, uh, yeah, we'll be checking that out when it hits Disney+. Plus. All right. Um, one thing I found, uh, you know, I like to throw some weird things in here. Uh, and this one was like a little horror thriller weirdness about the Invisible Man reboot. Yeah. Like, it's been hard for me to keep up with these films ever since my beloved Dark Universe got canceled. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Oh, Dark Universe. R.I.P. Mummy. Um, <laughs> so jazzed about that. Yeah, thing. so was I. I was like, action and monsters? This is what I've always waited for. But Dark Universe isn't happening, but Universal still has the classic <laughs> Universal property. So they're putting out this Invisible Man uh, reboot. And it's going to be starring uh, Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale and uh, Homeboy from Oliver Jackson Cohen from uh, Haunting of Hill House, mm. Aldous Hodge from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And basically, I read the premise for this because it's been released, like what the movie's going to be about in the whole, you know, reboot synopsis. And I thought, this is nuts. And I never saw this coming. And this was a good kind of interesting way mm -hmm. to do it. If you don't know, The Invisible Man's about a guy who can, who's invisible. There you go. All right, so... <laughs> Here's a synopsis. What you can't see can hurt you. And then they'd say, uh, Elizabeth Moss stars in a terrifying model, uh, modern tale of obsession inspired by Universal's classic monster character. Trapped in a violent, controlling re relationship with a wealthy and brilliant scientist, Cecilia Cass escapes in the dead of night and disappears into hiding, aided by her sister, their childhood friend, and his teenage daughter. But when Cecilia's abusive ex commits suicide, and leaves her a generous portion of her vast of his vast fortune. Fortune. Cecilia suspects his death was a hoax, as a series of eerie coincidences turn lethal, threatening the lives of those she loves. Cecilia's sanity begins to unravel as she desperately tries to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. That sounds dope. Yeah, it sounds yeah. awesome. It sounds like classic kind of gothic monster horror. Like I, I imagine she's gonna like move into a big house and get all this stuff from the fortune mm -hmm. that he leaves. Mm -hmm. But then and it starts to like, yeah, it's like, just stalking. Yeah. It's like a little bit of Hollow Man. Uh, I was so gonna say that. Yeah, Hollow <laughs> Man. Good. Yeah, but good. Yeah, yeah, but good. <laughs> yeah, Hollow Man is a story about a guy who goes invisible and, and decides to become a rapey psycho at about two point three seconds later. Yeah, like yeah, and I've always been so like, much potential there. But yeah, uh, and it was just a really schlocky kind of thriller movie. But this sounds like a good kind of psychological horror and good for the kind of uh, Me Too era type movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that sounds, isn't that crazy? That's a crazy yeah, concept. Yeah, and it puts, I think it's really smart too because it utilizes its star. Yeah. Because Elizabeth mm -hmm. Moss becomes the focal point of the majority of this movie and mm -hmm. the Invisible yeah. Man becomes this threat yeah. instead of the other way around when you're always like, I always feel like that's where those adaptations at any time they've tried to adapt this character struggle because mm -hmm. they have to constantly give you moments where you see him because you want to use the actor that is portraying 
yeah. person. So you're mm-hmm. you're tied to this. Well, we gotta we gotta come up with some excuse so we can see the face and so whatever. And this takes that out. You can just do whatever you want with that. And that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just the actors, you know, acting. And Aldous Hodge, who I say Agents of Shield, but he's just had like a movie about a true life court case. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who got out of prison and was going to the NFL. Like he's just um, he's doing dramatic work. Elizabeth Moss is a great actress. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like. Yeah, and a lot of it will be her on screen, you know, reacting to things. She's great, she's great. That are yeah. happening, and like, yeah, and that'll be and that'll be really good. And I'm kind mm-hmm. of really excited to see that concept play out. I, I am bummed yes. it's not linked in any way to Dark Universe. I know, man. I am very bummed at that. When I uh, read that, I was like, ah. Oh. It sounded like a great, much better concept than the freaking Mummy. Yeah, it'd have been great. For Thanks, like a lot, Thanks a lot, Tom <laughs> Cruise. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Tommy. All right, so moving right along, the next thing we're just going to uh, say is just a little woohoo celebration because two classic video games are getting re-released, and this is right up Matt's alley because they were Disney adaptations. Disney! Oh, yeah. <coughs> Disney, boom. Oh, fine, you just... Ha! <laughs> wow. Yeah, the Lion King and Aladdin video games are getting re from like mm-hmm. the 90s are getting remastered. Yes. And if you were a 90s kid playing Genesis uh, Sega Genesis or SNES, you understand just how yes. classic and important those games were. Yes. These games are so I also take credit for this because literally the day before it was announced, I got out my Sega Genesis and I played both of those games. And I relived oh. the torture of doing the uh, I Can't Wait to Be King scene yes. in Lion King, oh which God. is literally the most frustrating scene I've ever played in a video game ever in my entire ever life. So that answers but, so okay, yeah. so that answers the question I was gonna ask because I was I take credit for Genesis it. or Super. Because I'm a Genesis. Kid. Oh, I was about to ask, like, which oh. one did you play? Like, She's Genesis. So I'm Genesis. I'm talking yeah, about I'm Genesis. Aladdin specifically, because Aladdin was different on both plat on the two platforms. Yeah, I did Genesis. Genesis all the way. Oh, did Genesis. SNES. Oh. See, mine was all about the parkour. Like, mine was <laughs> about the parkour and the flipping and the stuff. Like, no, that was, what, no, we were Genesis. West? Yeah, Genesis. One Genesis, man. Was like, yeah. No, the Genesis one was great. Um, that was also a really good Aladdin. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm really psyched. I mean, that was kind of, I think, the more popular one. Uh, yeah, and it's just cool that you can, I love the fact that they revealed the mode where essentially you can turn on, you can hop and skip to any part of the game yeah at will like you can that just that is so nice that's so great because no more do you have to get stuck on one part and I do just it. can't wait to be king you yeah for an hour right and like Cable <laughs> Wonders was a hard sequence in Aladdin and if uh, you want to skip it which I mean why would you though it's a really cool sequence but yeah you know it's and plus honestly Aladdin had so many cool little animations of the genie in Aladdin oh, yeah. when you mm-hmm. died that like where he's fanning you and all <laughs> that stuff those are worth dying a couple times but mm-hmm. yeah really cool that they're doing like various modes it's all in 1080p yeah uh, it's yep. all on the same disc so you get both games for the price of one now I'm just waiting now if they're like willing to start doing this put it on the Switch I'm like what else could you put on that was on the Genesis or the SNES Yes, put it on the Switch. I want a Vector Man. I want like all the like. Vector Man. I don't know (laughs) what the rights are for, but I want all that like Maximum Carnage X Men Genesis game. Oh God, not no, just no, not not arcade. Yeah, no, not 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 arcade revenge. Worst terrible. Worst Christmas of my life, <laughs> Spider-Man and the X-Men arcade. I've event. never hated the X-Men more than oh, yeah, that God. game. The yeah. unbeatable game. The, the Gambit sequence? Yeah, oh, the, oh my God. 
<laughs> I still have psychological damage from just trying, crying uh, my eyes out, just trying to just beat that game. But yeah, yeah. all the other ones though. Uh, yeah, man. all those. Yeah, that's why and I got tick, on my Genesis. The tick on Genesis was great. Yeah, the yeah. tick was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, real question is, is will we get Echo the Dolphin? <laughs> oh man, I've played so that game. So much time in the dentist's uh, office trying to get uh, through that game. I've like my dentist had it. Oh man, I played that game so hard. Yeah, I love Echo the Dolphin. But this is just firing up our video game nostalgia. That is awesome. I am so psyched. And I will be playing this. I'm gonna teach my kids to play. Yeah, it's perfect yeah. for that. Oh, yeah, it's so great cool. for that. Yeah, it'd be a good reason for me to get out the switch. My family's going downhill after this. All right. <laughs> so, moving right along, uh, Disney Plus. Finally, we just had a little story here about Disney Plus, and I wrote it in show notes. As Disney Plus is getting that guap. If you don't know what that means, <laughs> Urban Dictionary. It. I'm not here to explain. I laughed so hard when I saw it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, just a quick check in on Disney Plus. The subscriptions are coming in. They are exceeding, yeah, they're exceeding uh, expectations. Everything. I want to know what their expectations were. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I would like. How many to know did that. you think you were going to get? Because. And how many are you really getting? Like, it's $6.99. Like, I feel like they needed to have a pretty high expectation. Yeah, like, right not, now, not to be bragging, but like, if they're Disney. So, yeah. like, they know they were. And their internal forecasts last April were 20 to 30 million That's subscribers right. by 2024 which would account for about 20 to 30% of all U.S. broadband households. So every 20 to 30% of people with broadband internet would be subscribed to Disney Plus by 2024, and now it's exceeding those expectations. Netflix is shaking. Now, <laughs> Netflix has... Netflix does have a lot. 120 last is it 120 or 150? It's it something hap- like something like that, but they were like the one yeah. were first out of the gate. Yeah, but they have a large they base. They have a big... Uh, oh, yeah, it's massive. But this is fantastic. I mean, right out of the gate, this yeah. is phenomenal. I mean, and all of, I mean, I would imagine, I haven't actually asked, but all of us here, right, are getting it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's a no-brainer. I have to see Anthony Mackie in coffee. Yeah, that is, okay. a, I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Kids, like. Mine is only, the only question I have is if I'm going to bundle or not. Like, it's yeah. not even a question of, yeah, we're getting that. Yeah. Dude, Lady in the Trip. Noel. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, on the Disney Channel. Anyway, so yeah, Disney <laughs> Plus Olaf. is going to, it's looking even crazier than people expected. We're getting our subscriptions. You getting yours, because it's going to be hard to, for you to follow this show if you can't yeah, for real. talk about a lot of the Mandalorian and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah, in, uh, next, in the next year or so. So mm-hmm. let's stump for Disney right now and go get that subscription. All right, when we come back, Megan Peters is going to take us out with a deep dive preview of the fall anime offerings and again tell us what you should be tuning into right now coming in the fall and everything in between so be sure to stick around for that all right megan take us home what's going on in anime there's been it's been a it's been a crazy summer mm-hmm. as somebody who uh is part of megan's Growing legion of anime writers, like yeah, <laughs> I just like busy. slowly absorb them, like, like yeah, people you just been just making gathering, <laughs> just gathering slowly making converts over here. But that's okay. Uh, anime has been slowly making converts out of the entire world over the last couple of years that we've been here. Mm-hmm. And now we're going into the fall season. Yeah, uh, coming out of a pretty hyped summer season. So yeah, yeah tell us what's going so on. So summer's over. JoJo's gone. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which I've talked about. Yeah, on that's been a, like I, I'm behind on that, but that's been a weird just. Yeah. Pick up. JoJo like took over summer. Yeah. Out of JoJo, JoJo went hard.
hard. Um, but the fall season is coming. The fall season officially begins kind of like the end of September, October. So we're starting to wind down a lot of these summer shows. So to get prepared, I mean, there's a lot of staple series that are coming back in the fall. The fall season, I mean, much like American TV is like the big shows are coming back. So the biggest is My Hero Academia season four. Plus uh, Ultra! Yeah, there we go. Yeah, go if you did go. it. I don't have to say anything else, but I will. Um, season four is supposed to be an amazing arc uh, for anyone who's read the manga. They will know what's coming. But just as a quick overview, basically this arc follows kind of a Yakuza-like organization that works in the underbelly of the um, kind of supervillain society. Because when you have supervillains, why do you need the Yakuza? Why do you need gangs when you have superpowers? Um, so it's kind of this like interesting look into how villain society changes when you live in a society of pro-heroes. Um, there's a bunch of amazing action sequences, character introductions. Um, I got to see the first episode earlier this summer. It is so brutal. I was shocked. When I watched the first episode, I was in a room of people and there's just one very, 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 very bloody scene that you would not expect for a show that's, you know, geared towards, you know, like people ages 13 to like 20. This one is like over the top gory blood everywhere. Really? And I, everyone in the audience just went, oh, <gasps> Because they were so shocked that My Hero Academia would go that far. Because it's it's not that kind of show. Is that the uh, villains meeting that goes sideways? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there's these yeah. Uh, when the when two main villain meetings come together, someone gets basically. <laughs> so now, did that happen in yes. the original? Okay, so yes, it but was they, there. It but. was happened, but it even in the manga. Normally, with anime, uh, manga tends to be the more graphic, unless it's like. A yeah, risque, it's a black like and white drawing, so you can yeah. Get away so with like that. you yeah. get away with a lot more, uh, especially in shonen, which is geared towards like teenage to like young adult men, which is what My Hero Academia is <laughs> considered. But yeah, no, the anime wow. absolutely took it up like twenty notches, and and then again they showed that scene specifically at a panel at Comic Con that I was covering, and everyone again the entire audience just went started screaming because they were so shocked. So if you're not watching that. You need to be watching My Hero Academia. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a PSA we've been putting out for a while. We haven't. It's been off season for for a good portion of since this show began. Yeah. So uh, we it's haven't really back. touched on it, but like, yeah, you're gonna hear now, about that's it. One a lot. of our main staples here is My Hero Academia. If you're a fan of superhero stuff and and you've never thought you could get into anime, like this is your doorway. This is yeah. one of the best, not even anime, but superhero stories like mm -hmm. around right now. And if you're not really kind of experiencing it. You're, you are seriously missing yeah. it. Yeah, the English so, dub is yeah. excellent, and you can watch all of the seasons currently either on Crunchyroll with a free subscription or a paid subscription yeah. or through Funimation now. So that's that's a big one. Nice. As far as other series that are returning, more big ones, Sword Art Online Season 3 is returning with like a new um, arc, so it's going to be basically like a part two of the season. Um, there's going to be like, that's going to be like the climax of season three. Uh, Food Wars, Shogeki no Soma is coming back, which is like a shonen show about like um, this elite school of high school chefs who fight each other daily, but not like fisticuffs, but like, I can make better salmon poke bowls than you. This is a real show? <laughs> oh, it's immensely popular. <laughs> oh my God, oh, yeah. that sounds amazing. I have not oh, they have like 
Oh, very it's like a whole domestic side of it. They have very yeah. not safe yeah. for rear, like not safe for work reactions to like desserts, like when they eat it. It's really, it's really. Oh my god! No, sure. it's a, it's very popular. Uh, it's it's coming back. Um, and again, as the fall season continues, I mean, one piece right now. I've I've been writing about this a lot on Comic.com. It has entered its newest arc, which is the Wano Country arc. I know One Piece, when they talk about anime, a lot of people have heard of it, but they laugh at wanting to start it because it's like 800 episodes in. And that's a commitment. <laughs> I mean, that's a commitment. But whenever One Piece starts a new arc, you can kind of slip in and like watch it from that point and then continue. You don't need to know too much. So I would very much recommend people to watch that. Um, and then Borto, Naruto is still kind of carrying on. There's no Jeez. need for us to really talk about that right now. No, nope. no, there is not. Struggling, but this does yeah. lead into my segue. I, don't, of I mean, manga. I'm gonna take a quick PSA and say, like, man, for as good as the Boruto manga is, like, the and anime I know is the struggling. anime is just trying to fill time so it doesn't overrun the manga. But like, mm-hmm. the anime has been struggling yeah. basically all summer. Like, right, it has just so fallen out of my even top 10 things to watch. Yeah. And that was so unusual because Boruto was so so good for like a stretch there. Yeah, and it like, was so good for yeah. them, like now, one Now, I mean, I'm going to say it out there. I feel like right now it's worse than uh, Naruto Shippuden, uh, Shippuden as uh, terms of how much filler it is. Oh, for sure. Like they have just thrown filler arc after filler arc after filler arc. And I'm pretty sure by the end of this, we're going to go through every character in the show mm-hmm. getting their own filler arc. Yeah. Like, there's characters I haven't seen ever, like, getting yeah. higher hot springs arcs. And I'm so like, why is that happening now as opposed yeah. to before? Like, is it just because they ran they ran up to where the story is? So, the, the, yeah. so Borto started as a film, and there was no manga attached to it at that point. The film did so well. And they were like, all right, it's, it's the sequel to the Naruto series and Naruto Shippuden. And they were like, well, we could continue this. There's more story to tell. They started the manga. The issue is that the manga comes out once a month. So you only get one update a month. And they were like, well, we need to cash in on the anime. Uh... So they started an anime and they did like an introductory arc, which like made sense. It was still filler. And then they adapted the arc that the movie covered. And then they hit filler arc because the manga has something like 25 chapters currently, and they're thick. I think chap- actually, I think it's like 30, 31. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of another issue. Please yeah, ignore no, me. It's 31. Yeah. So there's like way more chapters now, and they're thick chapters. Like each chapter could be several episodes yeah. based on like anime pacing, and anime episodes are about 20 minutes, like with commercials included. Yeah. So. That's the reason that there's there's so much filler. The manga, though, is so good, and so that's what I'm segueing to. If you're looking for something to read, Viz Media, you can access, like, new chapters of Shonen Jump, which is what Boruto and Dragon Ball Super are housed under. You can access the latest three chapters for free, or you can just pay $1.99 for, like, the whole year and access, like, oh, unlimited wow. chapters yeah. for the whole year. It's an amazing deal. Um but anyways, the Boruto manga is amazing. It's hit such a good arc. Yeah. When the anime finally starts adapting the manga content, it's going to be it's so, be so good. good. Yeah. We're just not at that point yet. But if you're looking for um, something that you can't watch in anime, period, currently that's new airing, uh, Dragon Ball Super is still putting out monthly uh, yeah. issues. That's and the current arc is on fire. If you, <laughs> if you want to meet... One of the best villains, like that, I'm so very much invested in um, with the Dragon Ball mythos. It feels this arc that they're currently going through. I won't give too much to spoil, but there's like a magical goat human 
<laughs> like yeah, villain. There's a, yes. there's a goat humanoid sorcerer who's 10 million years old and is like the most badass Dragon Ball villain we've seen. Yeah, what? he like devours worlds like Galactus. Yeah, he's Galactus. He's, he's Galactus, he's, basically. Well, he's a goat. He's a goat he's a Galactus. Humanoid goat. Yeah, he's sorcerer. Human, sorcerer. Who's also Galactus. Who's 10 million right. years old. And he's fighting Goku. I'm, I'm sold. And yeah. the more he does his Galactus thing, the younger he and sexier yeah. he gets. Yeah, it's... Oh, my God. Okay. And, like, Goku... I'm not kidding about that. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. No, I, yeah. that's in Goku a can't beat way. him. Vegeta's gone off to, on his own to finally train for once. This arc yeah, is a lot so of solid. A there's lot of so much things. to do. It feels very much like a classic Dragon Ball Z arc. So for fans who've really missed that, this is a great place to start reading. You can check it out on visbia.com. There's tons of coverage on comicbook.com. I write about it, I feel like, literally every day, twice, three times a day. Um, so... There's a lot of stuff to be looking forward to in the fall. And then, yeah, basically get into it while you need to. You really do need to. Anime's so good. Any guidance, comicbook.com anime. The team is here laying it all out for you daily. We got your roadmap to anything you want to know about and how to get into all of this stuff. So be sure to check that out. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We are going to be getting out of here. But if you want to just get into the show because you're just starting to you can find new episodes on comicbook.com every wednesday and every friday where we provide an rss feed you can subscribe to for uh, new episodes or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platforms we are on itunes iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher google Podcasts, google playlists or you can tell any amazon alexa device play comic book nation podcast and we will fire right up in your speakers if you want to continue the discussion with us about anything we talked about today, make sure to hit us up at the hashtag Comic Book Nation, or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. And I'm at Megan Peters CB. I don't know why I paused there. Like, there was something profound <laughs> about you saying your Twitter name. I don't know. Just, like, it threw me for a minute there. But, uh, all right, that'll do it for this episode. We also leave, uh, read, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes because we read them and you get a T-shirt if we read them. We're still giving our mailing department time to sort out their le- their bundle of orders. IEG. Uh, but uh, we'll be back for some more reviews, so be sure to kind of start leaving them now because in the next week or so we'll be reading some more. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. You know, you guys, I just want to say about the show, there was a long time I feel like I didn't even exist. But now that I know that I do... Wow. And people are starting to notice. <laughs> I, I, wow, I can't even You have to give us a joker so laugh. Do it. <laughs> Thank you. you know what? That was good. That was good. Very I nice. like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it from that creepy, awkward end. We're out of here. <laughs> Later. This.